the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Let's look at our text for today, James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. And if you don't mind, please stand with me while I read. Who among you is wise and intelligent? Let him by his good conduct show his good deeds with gentleness, humility, and true wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be arrogant as a result, be in defiance of the truth. This is superficial wisdom. This superficial wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, secular, natural, unspiritual, even demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there is disorder, unrest, rebellion, and every evil thing and morally degrading practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, morally and spiritually undefiled, then peace-loving, courteous, considerate, gentle, reasonable, and willing to listen, full of compassion and good fruits. It is unwavering, without self-righteous hypocrisy and self-serving guile. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness, spiritual maturity, is sown in peace, by those who make peace by actively encouraging goodwill between individuals. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. Now, again, James has already taught that faith is evidenced by works. And this goes to a principle that that we teach here quite often. And that is that in the living out of it, you know it. You don't know it by reading it and just reading it out of the Bible. You don't know it because one day God just zapped you and suddenly you had great understanding. You don't know it because you read a certain commentary or you studied it in the Greek. You know it when it becomes life to you. That's when you know it. That's truly knowing it. And that's what Paul talks about in Ephesians. So whenever we take what God has shown us and live it out, which we will do. We will do through our lives. There are things that we know about and there are things that we know. We know a lot about God, but then we know God through an intimate relationship through Jesus Christ. But there are things we know about God that we don't know yet. (laughs) 
And through the process of living life, we're going to come into the fullness of knowledge. Now, you won't know it all in this lifetime. You will eventually know most a good bit of it as you live out through eternity, but you won't know of it through this lifetime. You will know the things that God wants to perfect in you. That's what you will know. So if you need to know God's provision and its consistency, then you're going to know the need for God's provision and its consistency. You're going to know the basics. You're going to know love. You're going to know charity. You're going to know all of the things that he wants you to practice. You're going to know because you'll have an opportunity to practice them. The fruits of the Spirit you're going to know because he will express that either through you or by you if you will yield to him. Those things are knowable. But there are some things that aren't knowable yet, all right? And some things that aren't knowable at all. All right, James has already taught us about faith as evidenced by works, where the fruit of the Spirit is displayed in obedience. You don't know the fruit of the Spirit apart from obedience. Then in continuation, James writes of the evidencing of a life of faith through the controlling of a tongue. It is only possible for your tongue to be controlled by righteousness when righteousness has its proper place in you. Now he is writing concerning our need to allow the wisdom of God to inhabit our minds. Verse 13, who among you is wise? He asks the question, who among you is wise? Let him by his good conduct show his good deeds with the gentleness and humility of true wisdom. Okay, God, godly wisdom is not an intellectual pursuit. I think I brought that out at the beginning. If it were, then your knowledge of God would be limited by your intellectual capacity. But godly wisdom is not just knowing about God. And remember that James is writing to believers, and this is his rhetorical question. And it is an attempt to get them to examine the spiritual condition of their soul. What is your wisdom based in? If he's living his life through you, wisdom is exuding from your being. That's what's going on. Wisdom is not a piece of knowledge, a bit of information. It is literally the life of Christ. He is our wisdom. So when we come into a place where we feel like we need to know something, you need to get before him in prayer and you need to say, Father... I feel the need to know, but I yield that to you. (laughs) I yield my need to know to you. I give it to you. No, no, no. Uh, I really need to know this. I need to know which option I need to take. I need to know whether I'm going to take A, B, or C, or whether I should turn it one, two, or three. And when I do that, I need to know, blah, blah, blah. And would you please do? Really? No. You're a sheep. You're not the president of the corporation. So when you come before the Father, you say, you know what, Father? I feel the need to know. So I'm going to give you my need to know. (laughs) I'm going to yield my need to know to you. What I need to know, you'll discern whether or not I need to know. Does that make sense? Because a lot of things I think I need to know, I don't need to know. And the only reason I think I need to know is so that I can make a decision with or without God. See if it makes sense to me. 
You know, raising kids, they come to this stage where they say, why? You say, go do this, why? Now, do you think they have a serious intellectual curiosity about why you asked them what to do? Absolutely not. What they want to do is they want to find grounds to argue. They want to prove to you that what they want to do is more important than what you want them to do. And they start out with, why? And I've watched many a parent get trapped in the idea that they have to explain themselves to a five-year-old. I never suffered from that, but I've seen others do it, mainly because my mother never suffered from that. <laughs> it was because I told you so. That was what I heard most often. So, godly wisdom is not just knowing about God. And as I said, James is writing to believers, and he's telling them, look, assess the spiritual condition of your soul. What's your wisdom based in? What is it born out of? Is it born out of your relationship with God? Godly wisdom cannot be learned any more than passionate love can be learned. Do you think you can find passionate love by reading a book? No. Why? Because there's more involved than just your brain, right? Wisdom is the same way. You can't know it because you know about something. God's wisdom is that way. Godly wisdom requires the participation of the mind, will, and emotion in obedience to the counsel of God. That's what it requires. You will not know wisdom until you're obedient to wisdom. Isn't that weird? Well, you will not know patience until you practice patience. You will not know love until you express love. You will not know any of the things that God has commanded you to do until you do them. Why? Because they have to come forward. The truth of them has to come forward through your soul and be expressed through your being in order for them to be known by you. Right? It is realized through intimacy... Intimacy that gives us a heart that is moved by him. A mind that would hunger for his every word to us. A will that is given to his will. In those things is wisdom. See, he took a heart of stone and gave us a heart of flesh that we might feel every palpitation, every beat, every quiver, every desire that he might have for us. It's not so that we have some understanding how the heart works. Wisdom is more than just knowing about. The question that James is asking goes well beyond human assessment of intellect. One commentator wrote the question this way. Who among you has the spirit of Christ in all his perfection? Who among you has the complete mind of God? Who among you has no will of his own, but has made God's will his very own? Who among you has made this attribute of God, wisdom, your attribute? So, you know, the arrogant, the egocentric individual sitting in there might just feel like he didn't answer the question, that this question was totally different than the question that James asked. No, it's exactly the same. The reason that it's the same is because of how we define wisdom. Who among you has wisdom? Are you a child of God? 
Well, logic follows that if you have God, guess what you have? Wisdom, right? We have the mind of Christ, 1 Corinthians 2.16. We are one with his spirit, 1 Corinthians 6.17. The fullness of his wisdom resides within the child of God. That very life of his, the momentum of that life, the coming and going and working and activity of that life, guess what that is? That's wisdom. And when we yield to that life, guess how we're acting? In wisdom. And when we're obedient, guess what obedience is? It is wisdom. And when we decide that it is proper and right for us to nurture ourselves through the word of God and to know the things of God and to walk in the truth of God, we are walking in wisdom. Wisdom is not some specific word about some specific question at some specific time. It is life. His life. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. But it is from him that you are in Christ, who became to us wisdom from God, revealing his plan of salvation and righteousness, making us acceptable to God, and sanctification, making us holy and setting us apart for God, and redemption, providing our ransom from the penalty for sin. So Jesus Christ became to us wisdom from God. So I got a job, an opportunity for a job, and I'm going for an interview. I want to get on my knees and ask God to send me wisdom. Are you a child of God? Is Christ your life? You have Christ as your wisdom. How about you say, Father, when I go in there, I want to be yielded to whatever you want to do in that interview. I want to allow the Spirit of God to have complete reign in my soul. I want to be balanced by your truth. I want to minister Christ to whoever's interviewing me. And whether or not I get a job is really beside the point. I'm walking with you. (laughs) How about that? So we have Christ as our wisdom. And wisdom is known as Christ is known. James continues, Let him by his good conduct show good deeds with the gentleness and humility of true wisdom. Now just in case that egotistical individual who fancied himself as wise might raise his hand to say, I have wisdom, James throws this in. If it's wisdom... It is wisdom, it is wise to express the character of Christ. That's what James just said. Wisdom is expressed by the character of Christ. He is describing what the conduct of those who possess godly wisdom should look like. To be wise, we must be yielded to the activity of God in our lives. It is wisdom to determine to be the ministry of Christ with gentleness. Wisdom is not just the knowledge of God's word. It is the activity of God's word with gentleness. Now, the reason most of us don't don't embrace wisdom is because it, it conflicts with our own agenda. And our own agenda is seated and rooted in pride. We've already determined what is best. We've already made our own decision. We can't see any other good decision for us. So we may ask God for wisdom, but what we're really asking is for him to affirm our decision, right? Could it be 
that God may have thought of something you hadn't thought of? How shocking would that be? As the Red Sea parts. Could it be that maybe what you've decided isn't the way to go? It isn't the decision you need to make. Could it be that God's got a path for you or plan for you that actually would be a greater blessing than the one you have planned for yourself? Could it be? Maybe. I think so. Pretty sure it is. Pretty sure. Wisdom allows us to hear the heart of God for us. Verse 14, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be arrogant and as a result be in defiance of the truth. Now it's pretty plain that there was a problem in the early church. There was this carnal, fleshy behavior. And as I've said many times, there are only two ways to live, by the Spirit or according to the flesh. And it's pretty clear that not all were living their lives by the Spirit. Now, James is setting a contrast between man's wisdom and godly wisdom. He is naming some of the fruit born when operating from the wisdom of man. And this kind of wisdom will draw us into living according to the flesh, which is will result in pride and arrogance. It's living in defiance of the truth. Now, we see this in religion. We see this in any pursuit that has its identity vested in flesh or flesh performance. It is a soul that pursues the things of the world, and their wisdom is really the understanding needed to pursue earthly things or worldly things. That's how man defines wisdom, right? They are not as Colossians 3, 2 commands, setting their minds on things above. Now, how can you know wisdom by setting your mind on things above? I need to know something here, right? Wrong. Setting your mind on things above allows you to walk this world in the manifestation of Christ, the ministry of Christ, being obedient in all that you do by setting your minds on the things above. Setting your mind on the things above allows you to dismiss the temptation of trying to establish yourself in this world. You can be free. And the thing is, setting your mind on things above gives you clarity to make decisions. It really does. I'm no longer bound up with the idea that if I make the wrong decision, my life's over. My life's ruined. If this doesn't happen, I, my life is ruined. If this, if that doesn't happen, my life is ruined. You know, we've got a lot of people that believe their lives were ruined just based on the last election. Listen, your life is not ruined. You're exactly where you need to be. You were born for this time. There's nothing in God's plan that needs to be adjusted. He's not making alterations. This is your life and it is in him and it is untouchable, unchangeable by this world. The problem with us is that we don't want, we can't see it so we don't embrace it. We need to embrace it. Not, not the world, him. Him. So, the soul that pursues the world is a soul without wisdom. It is really needing balance. It is in turmoil. And you know what? So long as they think they're doing it right and they're getting along just fine, like the people in the day of Hosea, they will be just bumping through life. 
But when things begin to go south and all the things they counted as being their security and their hope in life, all the things that they counted as their prosperity and their joy in living begin to waste away before their very eyes, then they turn to God. And it's a struggle. Here's the thing. We are going to walk through this life learning how to walk with him. Are we going to walk through this life going from tragedy to tragedy, despair to despair, emptiness to emptiness, and we're not going to know what he intended this life to be to us? Because we're here to know him. There's no other reason for you to be here. Why would he leave you here? Why didn't he just take you to heaven if it was all just about you getting saved? It's not. But there's a grander, a greater blessing in knowing Him. It's not just heaven one day. I can bear witness to this. There is, there is a knowing of Him that is progressive. There's a greater communion. There is a greater love. There's a greater intimacy. Do you think you could exhaust it? And the difference is in this place, at this time, you can by faith choose that which you cannot see. What a blessing that is to God. He not only chose you, but you choose Him. And not just for salvation one day, but for every moment of your being. And guess what? You'll find grace in every moment. You'll find love in every moment. You'll find joy in every moment. And it will never leave who you are. Your circumstances are going to change. Things may come against you. You may suffer in the body, but you are not going to get stronger in the body. You're just going to get weaker. You want to know where you can get stronger in him knowing him that's what you were made for colossians 3 2 says set your mind on things above philippians 3 19 tells us that those who set their minds on the things of this world make their appetite their god you set your mind your eyes your desires according to the appetites of the flesh, according to your own reasoning and according to your own wisdom, you have forsaken the God of eternity and you have embraced the God of this world. Can I put it any plainer? If you don't believe me, do your own study. Verse 15. Now this is, this is a very interesting verse. This superficial wisdom is not which comes down from above, but is earthly Secular, natural, unspiritual, even demonic. Okay? Now, the Amplified softens it a bit. The word even, as even is used there, is not in the original language. It clearly says that all three of those describe earthly wisdom or man's wisdom. It is earthly, it is natural, and it is demonically inspired. That is what the Word says. Man's wisdom is earthly. Now, that's you thinking apart from God. That is you trusting your own wisdom apart from God. It's earthly, it's natural, and it is demonically inspired. Now think about this, folks. There are only two kinds of wisdom in this text. That which comes from above or from God through His Spirit, which resides in you, and that which comes 
through the influence of demons. Those are the only two wisdom. That's it. Which one do you want to draw from? Because if you take in the wisdom of the world, if you take in the wisdom of man, if you take in the wisdom of the flesh, you are being manipulated. That's what it says. There is a demonic influence in all of it. And you know what? It's kind of like some of the things we're discovering now. Never saw that coming. Wow. How did that happen? Demonic influence. That's it. Demonic influence. One wisdom belongs to those who choose to walk according to the flesh, and the other wisdom is lived out by those who live by the Spirit of God. When you choose to live as a carnal Christian and live to the appetites of the flesh, do you really think you're escaping the influence of the enemy? Do you really think that? No, you played right into it. And I've told you over and over again, every temptation known to man comes to you from where? The flesh. It doesn't come to your spirit. It comes through your flesh. Think about what you're being tempted to do. What is that appetite for? And if you are being manipulated by the appetites of the flesh, who do you think is involved in that? Well, they're not wearing a halo, I can tell you that. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.